Agility has announced that it is using large language models to essentially communicate with its humanoid robots. This is super fascinating. Today on the podcast, I'm going to be diving into everything Agility has announced in the robotic space as it applies to essentially what they're how they're how they're using AI to communicate with these humanoid robots. Now, I think this is something that a lot of people have seen images of, whether it's the humanoid robots inside of like Amazon warehouses getting stuff done or just, um, you know, Tesla has obviously released the latest version of their Optimus humanoid robot. So I think this is a very interesting time to start talking about the relationship between robotics and AI. Let's get into the podcast. We gonna bring it to you just like that. Welcome everyone to the future's AI chat, bringing you the interviews and giving you info to be in the know. Tech company CEOs of Rock with us, bet you gonna come back. I'm just saying the facts. This is AI chat. Let's go. So the big headline here is that Agility has showcased kind of the future of robotics with some advanced AI integrations. Um, So in a pretty exciting move, um, this is an organ-based startup, by the way. Agility is really, I think, pushing kind of the boundaries of AI and robotics kind of communicating. So the company is known for its bipedal robot named Digit, um, and they have been experimenting with generative AI and large language models showing the significant progress in how robots can interact, learn, and perform when they have these tools. So Agility recently released a video. Um, they, they post this on social media, but essentially it's showing how these technical, like the, the showing some of the technological advancements that they've been able to um, apply to Digit. So um, in an environment with a whole bunch of different towers and boxes, um, you know, they, they're all like kind of different sizes and stuff. So Digit, their humanoid robot, was given the job of kind of like um, interpreting and executing a bunch of tasks, um, which were given in natural language, right? So beyond, like normally when you see robots, these things are like programmed to be like, you know, you stand at the assembly line, you grab the bolt, you screw it into the, you know, the widget and you pass it on, like, right? These things are usually have a very uh, kind of structured set of things they're doing. And sometimes when they're more complex, it's like, okay, you go across the warehouse, pick up this box, bring it back, put it here. But like, this is different because now all of a sudden we're using natural language. So we're like, hey, Digit, you know, go pick up the box over here and go bring it over there. Go do this thing and that thing. And it's giving it like new novel kind of uh, commands. So in an example from the video, um, they to kind of illustrate the like Digit's ability to understand um, and do this kind of stuff. Uh, they got it to pick up a box, um, which they said was the color of Darth Vader's lightsaber and place it on the tallest tower, right? This is so interesting. It's not just like, hey, go grab the red box and put it like on tower three. It's like, go pick up a box, the color of Darth Vader's lightsaber, place it on the tallest tower. Now it has to determine what Darth Vader's lightsaber color is, which box matches that, what, you know, which tower is the tallest. Like there's so many things it has to compute, which I, so I think is so impressive. Um, so obviously the process was pretty deliberate and measured, but I think um, the like the execution was really precise and uh, it was able to do this. So the company recently said, quote, our innovation team developed this interactive demo to show how LLMs could make our robots more versatile and faster to deploy. The demo enables people to talk to Digit in natural language and ask it to do tasks, giving, giving a glimpse at the future, which I really literally think this is the future. Um, this is where the Tesla humanoid robot comes. I think and this sounds so crazy and like dystopian and sci-fi, whatever, but like people are going to have these humanoid robots in their houses, like they're cleaner and it's like, Hey, can you like vacuum the floor and do the dishes? And like, it sounds crazy, but oh my gosh, that would be fantastic in my house. Let me tell you, I, uh, I would love a humanoid robot. That'd be so helpful. (laughs) 
So, but, oh my gosh, I just started thinking about it. Like, what are like the, the, the gray areas or like the, what if people use these humanoid robots to like watch their children, right? Obviously you, you can see where my mind is because I'd recently on Thanksgiving had a newborn and uh, as I'm recording this, to be 100% honest, he is sleeping in my arms in my studio because my wife wanted a break. She's been holding him all day. He's kind of, you know, colicky or whatever. So um, he's sitting here sleeping and all of a sudden in my brain, I'm like, what if you get these humanoid robots and people are like, hey, like rock the baby, make sure it's happy. Um, oh my gosh, like that could be, that could be crazy and also bad because you obviously don't want these things watching your baby who's, you know, I, they're probably going to have built in stuff where it's like, they're not allowed to watch children or, you know, be like a lifeguard or do anything where like they could be, you know, um, blamed if someone, you know, if someone dies or something terrible happens. Right. Which I mean, how much different is that from hiring like a babysitter in your, you know, neighborhood to some kid to come watch your kids and then something bad happens? <laughs> like, I don't know if it's that much different, but I don't know, man, that'd be crazy. And who's liable for that kind of stuff? Probably the same problems and questions Tesla's already solved with like who's liable in a self-driving car crash, that kind of stuff. So in any case, these are conversations we have to have because these tools, these robots, these things are coming down the pipe. So this is a really big leap in robotics. Um, I, this is not just isolated to agility, though. A bunch of top universities and research labs are exploring how to best leverage these AI platforms. And I think the potential for natural language communication and kind of the programming of systems um, via low and no-code technologies is really, really big. Of course, this is something I've been talking about for a very long time because I believe the Tesla humanoid robots or the Optimus robot or whatever, it's going to eventually become an electrician, a plumber, and a lot of other things that will have like really big implications for job displacement there. But in any case, um, at, at the beginning, it'll probably be pretty nice because we have like these labor shortages or whatever. But um, Gil Pratt from the Tesla Research Institute highlights the progress at uh you know, on a recent panel at Disrupt, and he explained how generative AI is accelerating robotics learning. He said, quote, we figured out how to use modern generative AI techniques that enable human demonstration of both position and force to essentially teach a robot from just a handful of examples. We've taught 60 different skills so far. So I think similarly, Danielle Russ from MIT CSAIL emphasized the power of generative AI in solving even uh, motion planning problems, which are leading to more fluid and human-like solutions. So I think the implications of these advancements are really exciting. And it would appear that agility is just the first player to really embed this in a robot and, and do like an impressive demo. So, I mean, I'm looking at Boston Dynamics and a lot of other big robotics players um, to see what they'll be doing next. But I think this is going to be a huge, very quickly growing space. And I think it's going to shock us, the adoption and the use cases for this. Like right now, everyone's like, oh my gosh, 2023 was so crazy with like, you know, ChatGPT. Okay, but imagine ChatGPT in a humanoid robot. Imagine ChatGPT getting twice as good in a humanoid robot. Like, I think we are going to have, the disruption is just getting started is what I'm saying. And I think people uh, do not, I don't, I don't think people really understand what's what's coming. So this is going to be crazy. I'll definitely keep you up to, up to date and updated on everything that is happening in the space. Thank you for listening to the AI Chat Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you rate me wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for an innovative group of AI enthusiasts, make sure you check out our Discord channel and also our Facebook community. It's obviously a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share software tools, prompts that we're using in everyday AI. I'll leave a link for those in the description below.